Welcome back to TTC for Success on the Go. This is Arish. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. You did it, folks. We survived 23. And now we're on to the next step. So in this podcast, I'd like to take a critical look at some of the things that are still being carried along with us, like luggage. Question. Do you want to keep the disappointments of your past? Do you want to hold on to conflict and hurt? Many of you talk to me and you share the things you've experienced and how much impact it's had on you. But the one question I always want to ask is, okay, do you want to keep that feeling or are you ready to let it go? I want to ask you all today if forgiveness could possibly be a concept that we could use as a tool. Now, I'm not using the old-fashioned word of forgive and forget. No, 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 no. I'm not on that. I took some time to really think and savor this. There are a couple reasons why forgiveness is not a popular practice. And we call it a practice because it's not something that is an automatic, natural response to conflict or pain. But forgiveness itself, if you are able to execute and if you're able to learn the practice... It is so incredibly powerful that it will change how you experience your happiness and your state of mind. So let's begin. Let's first look at what the process looks like. Now, when someone tells you, oh, you you should consider forgiving someone for what they did, I think our brains jump a couple steps. Usually we start making excuses around what it would mean to reconcile or what it would mean to just cut the person off or how exactly we could just restart and let it all go. So for this first part in this podcast, I'd like to look at the barriers that we harbor. You know, inside our hearts, we have something called core values. It's how we've seen the world up to this point. And if the message you've been receiving on certain aspects as negative, you're going to harbor negative feelings. And many of us walk around like Eeyore, you know, from Winnie the Pooh with that negative, oh, nothing's going to work. It's always going to be bad. There are some of us who are eternal optimists and always look for the rainbow on the other side of that rain cloud. However, with forgiveness, it's not the same mentality Okay, so let's challenge some beliefs that could be getting in the way of why we would even contemplate forgiveness. Well, for starts, the first thing you will hear people make excuses about is, I don't feel like the person was punished. Like, I don't feel like they got got what they deserved, you know? It's not fair what they did to me. And I feel like they shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. All right? Another excuse in barriers that we can identify would be, I don't think that the person is taking accountability. Now, that might mean that you don't feel like their apology was good enough or somewhere in there the person doubts, you know, like, I I don't think that that was sincere. Okay. Now, here's where it gets a little trickier. Could it be 
that we believe that this person intentionally wronged us, like they woke up that morning with the agenda to get under our skin, or they have this belief that they are correct and we deserve what we get, possibly. And now here's the last one that I don't really like to contemplate being someone who works with children. But could it be that the person we're working with is not capable of doing differently? You know, I say that was the most difficult from what I do because the capacity of being a therapist um, and of being someone who works with children is the understanding that we can grow and we can change. So I don't like that idea of assuming that, you know, that's it. They can't do anything differently. But many of us do harbor those beliefs. And those right there, those five beliefs are core values and they get in the way. Now, are they 100% sealed in your brain as a core value that can't change? Absolutely not. But 10 to 1, you have some reasons behind it, maybe even some stories. I want you to consider that the first two of those barriers, they're really relating to the level of apology, you know? You have to call it for that. The latter of those, you know, the person intentionally doing this or, you know, feeling righteous in the process, but, or, or maybe not, (laughs) but, or, or maybe not. I love that phrasing because it kind of gives you that whole parentheses of, you know, there are a couple options in the way you want to look at this. So bear with me here. The latter really recognizes their level of function. So if there's a little red flag in you that says, well, you know, I can't forgive this person because they're just going to keep doing it. Like they can't do anything different. Okay. That's a red flag because that, that speaks to their level of function and awareness. Sometimes that can't be changed. If a person has a mental health disability um, that causes them to not be in, you know, in tuned with what's really going on or their perceptions distorted or they're on and off of their stability, that's going to be a game changer. If you're talking about somebody who is developmentally or neurologically impaired, game changer, right? So this goes back to expectations and our beliefs definitely reflect that because it speaks to what we believe is going to occur. Nobody wants to give forgiveness if we believe that it's going to be pointless, right? Nobody wants to go through that loop. So I want you to start this podcast as a series, and I'm going to continue on. I want you to think about if you could forgive if there's no apology. Are you capable of that? Can you forgive if the person doesn't receive a consequence for their actions? I like the phrase, you know, I'm not your monkey, this is not my circus, because it kind of indicates the thinking we have to adopt when we're talking about forgiveness. We literally have to take ourselves out of it and realize all this drama going on, all this hurt that's being conjured up, I don't have to receive it, you know? You can go to the buffet, but you don't have to eat everything. I think forgiveness allows us to have a mindful presence. And what I mean by mindful is like, You're tapping into what's real right then and now and what's important to you in that moment. And you're not absorbing things from the past or things around you that you can't control. Control is a huge factor in this. Most people refuse to forgive because they think it keeps them in control. 
when in fact it's the opposite. If you think about it, having the response where you can't forgive someone perpetually makes you swirl around in this, you know, hurricane pattern, like clouds just gathering. And when they get big enough, now we've got a storm. If we can take a more mindful stance in this, we can't be further disrupted. It's that concept of rising above them. Now, it's super elitist, and I'm not going to say it's an easy process, but for those of you who do seek that peace of mind and want that relief from carrying other people's baggage, and for those of you who just simply don't want to be reactive all the time, this is something that we can consider for you. It's a tool. It's an option. So for that's chapter one. Chapter two, I will put in my next episode. I want to talk about the functions around forgiveness, meaning how we understand reconciliation, what it means to cut somebody off who's toxic, and what is the process of restarting, and is it even possible? Okay, folks, stay tuned for the next one, and I hope that you find some peace today.